Colt felt certain that they were all witnessing one, alive and well, as it attacked the back of the second boat with a frenzy. Megalodon! Someone whispered beside him. Colt turned and saw that it was Joseph. No way, Leslie said, but her voice was thick with fear. It has to be, Joseph said. Have you ever seen a shark that big? He's right, Ken said. That's a beast, not a shark. Whatever the hell it is, Harvey said. We need to figure out what we can do to stop it. Even as she said this, there was another crashing noise from the other boat as the great shark tore into it. Already, the back was splintered and torn. The motor was coughing, barely making a noise over the racket of the boat's destruction, the churning of the water, and everyone on that boat. As Colt watched, he saw a portly man sliding backwards along the deck, trying to stay away from the cavernous mouth of the megalodon. In contrast, one of the shark's teeth was nearly as large as this man. It would slice him directly in half without any need to chew. Are there weapons on this boat? Colt asked. He had suddenly come to the realization that once the megalodon had chewed its way through that second boat, it would likely be heading this way to do the same thing. Joseph yelled up to the driver, and the driver yelled back. He says there's a harpoon gun, a flare gun, and a pistol. Liu stepped forward, speaking for the first time since they'd spied the shark. He looked totally unfazed at the sight of it, and Colt was very glad that Liu was on his boat. Give them to me, he said. Joseph nodded and scrambled quickly back up the ladder and into the driver's little cabin. The driver had kicked their speed up, and Colt watched as the second boat grew further and further away. The screams still spilled from the boat, but there were less of them now. Colt watched in horror as a woman was pitched directly into the shark's mouth. The beast didn't even close its enormous mouth. The woman simply disappeared down its maw as it continued to shred the boat. There was little left of the boat now, just a fragment of the stern, the driver's cabin, and the front, which was now pointed into the air at a 70-degree angle. Colt saw where one of the passengers had jumped into the water and was now paddling furiously to their boat. His eyes were wide with fear, but he was not looking behind them. Colt started to look around for some sort of flotation device to throw out to the man and selected an orange flotation ring that was hanging by the ladder to the driver's cabin. A long strip of white rope was tied to it, wrapped in cords. The swimmer was too far away for Colt to make the throw, so all he could do was wait. Meanwhile, Joseph came back down with the pistol and the flare gun. He handed them to Liu, and then ran to where Colt was standing. Joseph opened the lid of the small bench that ran along the back of the boat, and pulled out a harpoon gun, along with a few buckets and assorted fishing gear. There was also a rather ancient-looking aluminum gas can in the tiny space. That too, Liu said, pointing to the gas can. Joseph handed the harpoon gun and the gas can to Liu. Liu took a moment to closely examine the flare gun and the harpoon gun before dropping into a sitting position on the deck. His legs were crossed, and he went to work with an intense look of focus on his face. Colt watched as he took five bullets out of the pistol and then set to uncapping them. When they were uncapped, he then reached to the collar of his shirt and started tearing at it. "'Knife?' he asked. To Colt's surprise, it was Ken Houston that stepped forward and pulled a pocket knife out of his front jeans pocket. He flipped the blade up and, at Liu's gesture, started sawing into the loose fabric that Liu had torn from his shirt. 
Across the water, the sound of gunfire sounded out. Everyone looked in that direction and saw that only the driver and one other terrified person remained. Another was in the water, taking the lead of the other swimmer and trying to make it to the other boat. On the remains of their boat, the driver had to hold onto a rail just to keep from tottering over into the water. He was firing a series of shots with a small handgun into the face of the shark. The shark seemed to not even feel it, and as it thrashed at the back of the boat, tearing it to shreds in order to get to the humans remaining on board, Colt saw its shape beneath the water and was again awed by what he was seeing. The shark was easily fifty feet long, probably more than that. The water made it hard to get a good estimate. Its body was wider than the boat it was devouring, and if it wanted to do so, it could probably just start swallowing the remnants of the boat whole 